We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday, it's July 4th, it is 2023. We have a five-game MLB slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Yes, there's multiple slates all throughout all the websites, but the the main websites we use, FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, everyone's calling the 640 five-game slate their main slate to Soda Stay. Stay kind of on the Morning Grind brand. We're going to talk about the main slate um, like we normally do. If you are looking for some early baseball content, there is a Grinders Live show tomorrow morning. I'm pretty sure it's Dean and Blender. Almost positive. That's who it is. I'll check it up really quick. And then I think crunch time is TJ, STL cards, and Kevin Roth. So um, early Grinders Live tomorrow if you're looking for some early content, but we're going to talk about the main slate that way while you're driving to your in-laws or wherever you're going to hang out on the 4th of July, you can listen to the podcast and um, enjoy. So happy, happy 4th of July for all of our listeners and uh, joined today by my buddy, Keith Eiser, eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Happy Independence Day, 4th of July. One of my favorite holidays of the year. Love, love summertime. The the outdoors, the grilling, um, some cold cold beverages to go with that. Always a great time. So love this holiday. Um, obviously a, a great representation, um, a great celebration. Um, so we have baseball all day long, which is always fun. Um, we originally thought we were going to talk about the 
there were more games early. So generally that's like the, the main slate. So I'm all studied up on that. If anybody has check questions in chat um, for the early slate, I can, I can, yeah, I can answer some of those, but a nice little five game slate here. We've got enough to go around um, shorter slate, but should be a, a fun little five gamer here for this holiday. Yeah, we're, we're, um, man. So tomorrow talk about eating tomorrow. Um, yeah. what's up YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday night. Um, but dude, so we got so much food tomorrow where we're going. Uh, it's going to be, dude, I love food. <laughs> so <laughs> like my, my wife is making some gator balls, which if you have never had gator balls before, they're meatballs with grape jelly and barbecue sauce. So we're doing some grape, um, or some, um, gator balls, which is always great. There's going to be a ton of dessert, pulled pork, oh, just food, food and family and pool. Nothing better um, in the summertime. But um, I'll be that guy that's inside working a little bit, too, because, you know, I'm definitely making some some of those day baseball lineups. And I actually like both slates. I think both slates are fun. Thought uh, Monday slate was going to be really good. The way the Braves started off, I had Harris on a couple teams, so. I was like super pumped how the game started off and it just, they just died. It just died off. Um, didn't get really any production. I think what's so funny is like Minnesota, Julian just hit a home run. Like you, I, I stack Minnesota every which way <laughs> on a couple teams and Julian hits a home run. <laughs> so um, yeah, just one of those Monday nights, but excited for this little five gamer here. And um, yeah, man, let's, let's jump in and have some fun. 640 Eastern start. So we have two games at 640. We have a 710 game, an 810 game, and a 910 game. So um, come home and listen to the fireworks going off and enjoy some night baseball on top of some day baseball. So let's get into it. We got Oakland at Detroit, eight total in this game. The Tigers, a 174 favorite in this one. Um, We got JP Sears and our boy Tariq. Scoble is back. Um, so we'll talk about him in just a second. But let's start here with JP Sears coming off of a rough outing against the Yankees. Um, they touched him up a little bit in that game. He had been pitching pretty decently. He is 5,600 going up against Detroit. We have two of the worst offenses in baseball facing each other in this game. I mean, 5,600 when I'm looking at like Otani and some of these other guys, like it's hard for me to say I cannot play Sears here. Um, love the matchup against Detroit. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I played him quite a bit against the Yankees, actually, because it looked like he was starting to put it together. A lot of strikeouts in that Yankees lineup. Um, they were in a, a Oakland, obviously, so I, he has a home run problem. I thought that that risk was mitigated a little bit. He and he only gave up one home run. He wasn't he wasn't awful. Um, just thought he would he would rack up a few more strikeouts than he did. Um, but now he's he's got a a price decrease and he's down to 5,600 and in an even better matchup, still a great park uh, there in Detroit for limiting home run damage. I think he's very much in play here at, at 5,600. Um, like you said, his last couple of starts before that were looking really good. Eight strikeouts against Cleveland was extremely impressive. Um, just there's some talent here. I know Oakland's pitching staff is something we've targeted all year long, but Sears is, is probably the best guy on the staff. This price tag is too low for a matchup against Detroit. Really struggle with command in that game, and I can't think back to who was the umpire in that game. But you know, is the first we've only seen him walk over two hitters twice this year, and that was one of the games. Um, so the other game was against Pittsburgh at the beginning of the month, um, last month. So 
he doesn't typically go out and walk a lot of people. He didn't get unlucky. He just pitched bad. He had a bad game. Um, it was good to see, like, in four innings, he still had some strikeouts. I think he had five strikeouts still. So it was good to see that he still struck some guys out in that game. But at the end of the day, he's getting a great matchup. We know that he's – we know he has talent. Um, and it, it's really hard for me to say, hey, I can't can't play this guy. I mean, I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, Tariq Scoble on the other side of this game, 6,700. Um, first start in the majors since last August. You know, this is a guy that it was a tendon, right? Tendon surgery or something. Um, if I'm, if I remember correctly, but he did throw some triple ending starts here. Um, he threw three starts in triple A for nine and two thirds. He threw a high A start as well. So he has four rehab ish starts under his belt here. Um, so we're looking at Scoble making his debut. I don't know if he'll get like a full workload because he really hasn't thrown a ton of innings yet. Um, in high A, two starts, five innings, triple A, three starts, nine innings, nine and two thirds. So I would assume 75 pitches and I might be a little high, but I don't think it's going to be like a 90 pitch, um, thing, you know, even though he's gotten a little bit of work, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. But one thing I'll note, Strikeout stuff's been fantastic in, in the minors this year. Um, 7,200, any interest in him against Oakland on a smaller slate? Yeah, so I was I was looking up just because I wanted to see the pitch counts in those rehab starts. While, while you were talking there, I looked it up. Um, in his three AAA starts, he went 31 pitches, 52 pitches, and his last one was 68 pitches. So I think you're pretty spot on with that. I think it's going to be like 75 to 80 is going to be the range that we're getting here. Um Oakland is obviously a bad offense. They are better against lefties. We're not getting a, a, a massive discount here. If he was 6,200, I would have a ton of interest in Scooball because I I do like the pitcher. Obviously, we don't know what he's going to look like coming back from arm surgery, like you mentioned. Um, first time out, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, I think I prefer Sears on the other side, but as a pivot – I, I don't mind some shots on Scooball. I think he's a talented pitcher. He was really starting to take steps forward before he went down with an injury last season. Um, interesting, but I think I with the limited pitch count, like like you said, I, I think eighty five would be the absolute max here, um, and and even that's a stretch. I'm I'm thinking more like that seventy five range with you. Um, so limited pitch count, not much of a discount here. And Oakland being better against lefties, I probably leave him on the shelf today. Um, but I do like the pitcher excited to see him back. So really quick, um, you mentioned, you said 68, his last time out in triple a typically, typically like the general rule of thumb, every time I've ever pitched at every level I've ever pitched is you, you usually see like an increase of 12 pitches. Like that's the standard, um, you know, four pitchers per batter. You usually get three extra batters. So, um, so, I mean, at 68, if he gets that 12, that's 80. I think 80 is probably like a ceiling. Um, I still think it's more 75. The thing that's interesting here is like, we're going to talk about Colby Albert Allard as well. His pitch count is very similar to Scoble, you know, and I think Scoble might have a little bit better of a matchup. We'll talk about Emmett Shaheen in this range. His pitch count a little bit higher than both of those guys, in my, in my opinion. So, the reason that this slate is so interesting is because realistically we have four guys under 8k we can play on this slate. So 
I think ownership will come into the fact of this, but at the end of the day, you have to remember, we've seen Scoble a little bit in 2020, 2021, 2022, 50 starts, and he's averaged over a strikeout per inning. This is a, a career 25.5% strikeout guy. He has good strikeout stuff. The fact that he was able to strike out guys a lot in the minors gives us hope for that strikeout stuff. So I think... Um, I think both of these guys are in play. I'm going to lean ownership on all all four of these guys because I think they're very – all four of them are very similar um, in my opinion. So let's talk bats. You know, we mentioned Oakland is definitely better against left-handed pitching. They're pretty cheap. Ruiz, 4,200. Roker, 3,100. Um, I know I'm missing another guy that I usually – really like but oakland is pretty cheap i don't know if it's a full stack for me i don't expect scoble to go more than 80 pitches like we talked about detroit bullpen is actually not that bad um they're you know a borderline top half bullpen what are your thoughts on the oakland bets yeah in play more of a mini stack i'm not even sure how much we need the savings because of the the cheap pitching that you just broke down there um like i don't need to full stack them so i can fit in two studs on this slate i don't I don't think um, we'll talk about Beaver, but that, that matchup scares me. Giolito has a tough matchup as well. Who knows what you're getting from Bassett. So I, I think the the popular build is going to be to pay up for Otani and then go down into this range and hope you get 15 to 20 DK points out of, out of one of these cheap guys. If that's the case and that's how I'm building my lineups, I don't need very much salary savings from my bats. Uh, Oakland in play for, for, a cheap three man, like you mentioned, Rooker has slowed down a little bit since his scorching hot start to the season. I still like him, especially against lefties. Um, you mentioned Ruiz always with stolen base upside. Langliers is another guy, a, a catcher with power who is really cheap. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not seeing a ton else here. Loriano is on the IL. Maybe that's the other guy you were thinking of that we like to play against lefties. Uh, yeah. but it's, like it's not a ta- it's not a great offense. It's not a great offense. Uh, not a great ballpark for offense. So it's it's more of a mini stack. But as salary savers, where needed, definitely in play. If Ruiz hits leadoff, because he's been hitting down in the lineup a little bit here recently, but when against lefties, uh, they'll typically hit, hit him leadoff. His stolen base upside alone, um, and the fact that he's a lot better against left-handed pitching, makes me like Ruiz. Even I mean, and he's not really the salary saver, but I think he's very, very in play here at 4,200 with his, I mean, his ability, he can get two or three stolen bases in a game. So that's the type of upside you're looking at with Ruiz. Detroit against Sears. Um, I mean, Jake Rogers gives you a little bit of power at catcher. You know, he's someone that we typically will look at against left-handed pitching. Um, Abanez is someone that I like playing against left-handed pitching. If I'm not on Sears, I look at these two guys, maybe Baez if I want to make it a little three-man stack. But it would be the fact that we have four guys down here. Like, if I'm mixing and matching these guys and I'm just going all in on Otani, because, I mean, that's originally, like, my first thought is Otani and on all three and then maybe mix around the other three spots. But I, I would definitely get some exposure to some of these right-handed bats to have some power against Sears. Yeah, you're, you're hunting home runs here, I think. Um, it's not a great park for home runs, but Sears is a guy who's a, a massive fly ball pitcher. Don't necessarily want to strike uh, stack against him because of his his strikeout upside and, and Detroit's just lack of power overall. Um, but guys like Torkelson, Rogers, like you mentioned, Baez, definitely in play. You can use them as one-offs. I, th- I think a, a three-man is in play as well. 
they're not as cheap as Oakland though. I, I will say that. Um, yeah, I, I think I prefer the Oakland side if I'm searching for for value bats on a cheap three man. Uh, but I don't mind trying to find a home run here on Detroit. All right, Angels and Padres seven and a half total in this game. Padres is slight one sixteen favorite. Otani and Musgrove face it off against each other. Uh, Otani is eleven five. I mean, he is his last two games. Like he went on a little drought there where he wasn't pitching great. He has been phenomenal in his last two starts. It's a tough matchup against the Padres. I'm not going to sit here and say this is an easy matchup, but he is by far the most talented pitcher on this slate. And on a five-game slate, I'm just going to play the talent, man. Um, I'm going to play his 33% Ks. This lineup is very bad at the bottom right now. Um, Cronenworth's not hitting for any power. Sanchez strikes out a ton. Carpenter strikes out a ton. Gresham strikes out a ton. So at the end of the day, you're just kind of hoping he beats Soto, Tatis, Machado, and Bogarts. And on this type of slate, three of those guys are right-handed hitters. Um, give me all the Otani in this spot. Yeah, completely with you. Um, the most expensive by by almost two grand, but completely worth it in my opinion. You just he, like his matchup isn't any worse than Bieber and Giolito, and he has far more strikeout upside. Um, the the strikeouts at the bottom of the San Diego order that you just touched on are are important. San Diego is a tough matchup. It's plenty of talent in this lineup. But Otani is just he's the best baseball player in the world. Um the pitching was was kind of lagging behind the hitting for a little bit this season. But as you mentioned, 12 strikeouts his last time out, I believe. So he he's back on track. We know that he has some of the best swing and miss stuff in all of baseball. So strikeout upside. Definitely think he can get there. Even in a tough matchup, options are limited. I agree. He's gonna be highly owned, but I think you go over over the field on him today. Yeah, dude has 127 strikeouts in 95 innings. The strikeout ceiling is massive. So, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Joe Musgrove on the other side of this game, 8K. I mean, you know, the Angels lineup is beatable. I think that this might actually be a spot. Musgrove goes a little under own because of some of the cheap pitching that we have. My biggest concern is Musgrove's not a huge strikeout guy. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think 8K is right about where he, where he should be priced. I'm not necessarily scared of the Angels lineup. Um, obviously, Otani is is fantastic. Trout's been down a little bit this year. I, he's he's very much in play. I think he's priced appropriately. We haven't seen a ton of strikeouts from him this season. Um, and the leash has been like last season. He, it seemed like he was regularly over 100 pitches. 
they've been pulling him a little bit earlier, which I think caps his upside a little bit. Very much in play, though. If you don't want to go down to the cheaper pitching that we, we've talked about, I think I prefer him over Bassett. I, I know what Bassett did last time out, but I think that's going to be your decision point is whether you're going down to the 6K range or whether you're going for a Bassett or, or a Musgrove. And I think I prefer Musgrove slightly over Bassett. Yeah, um, I think Bassett might have a higher ceiling. Um, yeah, <laughs> strikeout wise. So the one thing, like Bassett, really just kind of needs like a a really right-handed lineup, and the White Sox might actually be that type of lineup. We'll have to see. But um, I don't mind Musgrove. As far as the Angels bats, I mean, the fact that we can't play Otani kind of stinks. Um, obviously, he's the guy that you know you're really wanting to play in this lineup. If Moniak hits um, leadoff, I don't mind him at 4,300. Probably not a stack team. Um, Musgrove's a good enough pitcher. He doesn't walk a ton of guys. He gets ground balls. He doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. So I'm not going out of my way to stack the Angels. Maybe just a one or two pieces here off the top. Yeah, no no Trout is a, a massive hit. Or no Otani, rather. Uh, can't play him because he's pitching. Is a massive hit to this stack. I have respect for Musgrove as a pitcher. I think he's he's a solidly above average starting pitcher. I'm not stacking Angels when I can't use their best hitter. Um, one off pieces. I I'm not even that enthused to play. Like maybe you look for a cheap home run, somebody like Mustakis. Um, but yeah, not a ton of interest in the Angels. I think I'm more on the Musgrove side here. I think you summed it up perfectly. The one sentence you said, "I'm not stacking Angels because I can't play their best hitter." I mean, I think yeah. that sums it up perfect. All right, um, Padres bats. Otani is someone you could chase home runs against. Um, he does, even though like he just goes out and dominates team, he does go out and give up some home runs. So a Juan Soto, a Fernando Tatis, they're expensive, but those would be the two guys I'd be targeting here um, against Otani. Yeah, I don't necessarily like looking chasing home runs with expensive guys, um, but th- certainly you can always play those two. Um I'm not stacking against Otani. The strikeout stuff just limits limits the upside of a stack. Yes, he can get wild at times, but he can get himself out of it with the strikeouts. So probably not many Padres for me today. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just, in the back of my head, I'm like telling myself, hey, it's five-game slate. Sure. Atlanta, Atlanta at Cleveland taking on the Guardians. Nine total in this game. Pick em game. Allard and Beaver. Braves a slight like 112 favorite, 114, 116, depending on what book you're looking at. We have Allard and Bieber. What are your thoughts here on Colby Allard? He's cheap. Um, don't love the matchup against a Cleveland team that that doesn't strike out. Um, he's kind of been off the radar for a little while. He was hurt. Uh, yeah, true. Um, but like he was a big prospect a couple of years ago and just kind of never figured it out. Back in Atlanta now, he's having some success. He's getting strikeouts. Um, I don't. I th- I think I would go to some of the other guys in this range before I play them, just because Cleveland is is such a low strikeout team. Um, like I definitely prefer Sears ahead of him. I think I prefer Sheehan ahead of him. And how many how many six K pitchers do I need on a, a five game slate? I'm not sure. Like you said, it's going to be a little bit ownership dependent. Uh, but assuming that Sears isn't like mega chalk, I, I think I'm I'm all set in this range. Uh, certainly don't hate the idea of playing him, though. Um, so if you've got some thoughts on on why we should play him, by all means. 
he's cheap. Um, the matchup, Cleveland's not a great offense in general. They're one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed and right-handed pitching. I think they're 27th in WRC+. Plus. They don't strike out a ton. He offers a little bit of strikeout upside, but just he it was one start. I don't want to overreact to one start. Um, the fact that, like, I will say, the fact that, like, he faced 20 right-handed hitters and only three left-handed hitters in that start against Minnesota and had a 43% whiff rate with his um, fastball, I mean, I'm not mad about that. Um, I don't think it's, like, sustainable, though. Looking at his numbers from last year, um, the one thing that I will say about Allard, and it's something that we really need to watch over his next few starts, he relied a lot more on the cutter and curveball in that Minnesota start from what we saw last year from him. So it's one start. We only have one start to go off of, but he only threw his fastball 32% of the time threw it 53% of the time last year, and it was one of his worst pitches. So just saying, looking at it, going through it, and looking at that start, he did really well. We also have to remember it's Minnesota. They strike out a ton. They have a lot of holes in their bats. Nothing really changed with movement or anything like that looking through um, Savant. But I just the one thing that I noticed when I was looking at it, he the spin rates were really close to what he had last year a little bit more spin from his curveball than he had last year but it was one start so it's tough to base off of that but used his fastball a lot less and used it in spots to generate um whiffs which that's what you should do i mean when you're a guy that has a good cutter that's what you should do so um yeah i'm just just kind of throwing that out there i don't think the matchup's a tough matchup by any means the guardians are a team that struggle um they just don't have any power. Like Jose Ramirez is the only hitter in this lineup with an ISO over 200 against left-handed pitching. They just don't strike out. So I think he gets a, you know, going back to like the pitch count thoughts, I think he gets a 12 pitch increase ish. Um, so I think ceiling of 85, but closer to 80 in this spot, because he is coming off of, you know, being on the 60 day IL with an oblique injury. So um, another guy that I think, pitch wise is kind of limited ceiling but eight strikeouts 71 pitches in his debut looked great he did he pitched really well i mean the advanced stats say he pitched really well bieber bieber shane bieber um talent wise bieber is up there on this slate you know he's not that guy that he was a few years ago atlanta's so good man they're so good they're such a tough offense to beat i don't think i could play bieber at 9600 against atlanta today yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and Bieber is a guy I've kind of been on. The, like the strikeouts have come back this season. He's he was way down to begin the season from strikeouts, um, but his last like four or five starts they have come back. So Bieber is a guy I'm bullish on going forward. But no way am I paying ninety six hundred for him against this Atlanta offense. There's just like they have eight guys who just absolutely can crush the ball um just against right-handed pitching only arcia i below believe is below like a 160 iso versus right-handed pitching this season um so bieber he's below 20 percent strikeouts for the season I, b- I believe he's a much better pitcher than that and we've seen that turn around just not the spot that i'm, I'm gonna play him here today yeah um Atlanta is super, super expensive. Um, I talked about this in expert survey. I know that you were on the Braves on Monday as well um, because we were we were filling out the expert survey at the exact same time um, today. Yep. So, um, so I knew you were on the Braves as well. And I'm gonna 
talk about like the same thing that I talked about in extra survey. Atlanta is the perfect way to get contrarian off of Otani. Like you, you are not likely playing a five man Atlanta stack with Otani. Um, they're so expensive that it's next to impossible. Um, even if you're playing some of the cheap bats, like Ozuna's 4k now, like, Rosario's 3,800. Like, there's no cheap bat in Atlanta's lineup right now. So, um, I I like Atlanta as a, a team that <laughs> they could break any slate. Um, you know, Harris had two home runs. Ozuna had a home run on Monday. I like Atlanta. Um, I'm going to use them. I, I know Beaver is a tough matchup, but they're on the road too, which is always nice because you're guaranteed nine innings. Um, I love Atlanta. They're just really expensive. So, it's it's one of those teams that like maybe I'm looking at a Sears, Scoble or Shaheen, um, Allard team. Like I'm going to these two cheaper guys or a Bassett or a Musgrove, um, and just pivoting off Otani without giving up a ton of ceiling um, because my bats could break the slate. So I like Atlanta a lot in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I I think Bieber's really talented, and I am struggling to want to pick on him i do i'm completely with you i think atlanta is the best offense in baseball at this point uh, tampa bay is is very strong i think they've overperformed a little bit to this season atlanta is coming on extremely i think they're up to second in woba and third in wrc plus just because i, I looked into them so much on monday night um like they're just they're an elite elite offense they're probably coming in extremely low owned in this matchup against beaver on a very short slate it's it's not uns- unsimilar to what we saw on Monday night. Um, it's a tougher matchup here in this spot. I, I will say what I did a bunch on Monday night is play the bottom of the order and wrap it around uh, back up to Acuna. So I have a, a ton of Michael Harris on Monday night, which worked out extremely well. I also have a ton of Eddie Rosario on Monday night, which did not work out so well. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going right back to those two guys. They both hit right-handed pitching really well this season. Um they're 4,200 and, and 3,800. It's not like they're free. O- throw Ozuna in that mix, too. He probably is in that that six or seven spot. He's 4K. Like, using the bottom of this Braves order, they're so talented and so deep of a lineup that nobody likes to play the bottom of the order, and they're definitely not playing the bottom of the order against Shane Bieber. So I'm, I'm going to – I think that's the way I'm going to play the Braves is save a little bit, bit of money stacking the bottom of the order and then play a couple of those studs up at the top um, who are just extremely expensive. Matt Olson, another guy that just burned my lineups on, on Monday night. I played a ton of him. He's been awesome. I'm, I'm going right back to him today. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a bad game from time to time, but he's – what, he's at 20 home runs, I think? Um, yeah, second in the league just behind Otani. Yeah, we saw it too. I mean, we saw it spring training. He was crushing the ball, and he just hasn't stopped. So uh, Cleveland side of this game, I mean, again, Ramirez is the one guy that has some power. I mean, you're going to get some cheap righties in this lineup. But, I mean, I struggle to play Cleveland just in general this year outside of Jose Ramirez. Like, I mean, maybe a little bit of Jimenez or Josh Bell, but – I'm not going to go out of my way to stack Cleveland here. They're just going to hit a bunch of ground balls. <laughs> just their ceiling is so capped. Yeah, I mean you're you're spot on, and I'm looking it up right now because I heard a stat the other day when I was watching the Cubs game. They were facing them. Justin Steele was on the mound, and I heard a stat about uh, Jose Ramirez's splits against lefties this year, and he has been extremely bad against lefties this season, which has not been the case throughout his career. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. 
Um, let's see here if I can find it real quick. I'm trying to find a better stat than like batting average. Um, yeah, his, his ISO. Uh, he's actually got over a 200 ISO. So I, I'm not sure exactly sure his Woba against lefties two two 265 compared to 403 against righties. So just extremely so much better from the other side of the plate. Um, I don't even think I'm getting to Ramirez at 5,900 in this matchup against Allard is, was a long way of saying that. Um, I think you can take shots on some, some cheap guys like Rosario is a guy I like to play against lefties a little bit. There's just not enough power in this lineup. I'm, I'm definitely not stacking them. Um, I don't even like. I, I don't even think I can find three of them that I want to play. All right, Toronto at Chicago taking on the White Sox nine total in this game. Blue Jays a one twenty five favorite. We got Bassett and Giolito. I mean, a lot of good arms on this slate. Um, this might be a slate like a three three two type of stack makes a lot more sense than like a five three stack. Um, just kind of looking at it. First thoughts here, uh, Bassett. Against the White Sox, any interest in Bassett here? Man, he uh, he was having a rough go of it, and then he just went out and absolutely shoved uh, his last time out against San Francisco, 12 strikeouts. Wasn't sure we would see that from him this season, just the way that he's been performing, and especially the way he's been um, struggling against left-handed pitching. So I was actually on the San Francisco bats on in that matchup. Did not go well. Bassett shoved it right hey, down my throat. um yeah it was it was a rough go because bassett was incredible 8500 i think is a fair price i don't think he's a a massive strikeout guy i think he's gonna land like slightly below average maybe right around league average at like 23 percent range i think is his true talent as a strikeout pitcher i don't hate the matchup here against the white Sox. i just i don't think he has the upside and if I'm paying up to Otani, I, I think I can find just as much upside in just with lower salary um, on this slate. So, yeah, I, I guess I I think I'm going to fade Bassett again. It, it might burn me. Maybe he's figured something out and it clicked. He he has shown talent in the past, but I think I'll be underweight at least on the on this slate. My question to you, um, and just and I don't even know if it's necessarily a question. It's just kind of a general thought, right, is – how can they get left-handed against him? Grandal, Benatendi, Colas, right? Um, was it Oscar Colas, I think? But with Makata, I don't think he's coming back. Um, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think anyway. I'm trying to see when he... Did they send Sheets down? I don't remember. Would... Sheets should be in there, right? All right, so yeah, so Sheets... But who do they take out? I mean, if they play Sheets, then they're not playing Oscar Colas, right? Yeah, you're you're probably right about that. So one one of those guys will play right field, and I. I I guess you could DH him, and then you're taking maybe like a a Jake Berger out of the lineup or something. But they have Luis Robert, Jimenez, and Ben Intendi. That's your three outfielders. Um, So I don't know, but I just don't see them being able to get like more than four left-handed hitters in this lineup unless. They have a really interesting like fielding lineup, and I mean that might not be a good thing for Lucas Giolito, but I'm just worried that there's not a left, not enough left-handed hitters. Because when Bassett Bassett has been okay this year when he's facing righties, his splits yep. are big time drastic splits. He, Maybe the highest in baseball. Yeah, just massive splits. So yep. I just I want to see what the lineup because like 
the lefties that are potentially in this lineup, I mean, Ben Detendi doesn't really scare you. His power's kind of gone. Grandal, his power has been hit or miss. I think Kolos is someone we'll talk about when we talk about the bats. I think he's really, really cheap and he has some pop, but I just, I think the quality of left-handed hitters in this lineup might actually favor Chris Bassett. So I don't want to instantly cross him off. Um, he has had like big time home road splits this year too. Like he has pitched really, really good at home and he's been terrible on the road, but looking at his numbers, Keith, like 403 Woba against lefties, 223 Woba against righties. Um, His strikeout rate's very similar, but his whip, his whip is almost double against left-handed hitters. 1.6 to 8.85, 2.6 home run per nine to 0.5. I mean, (laughs) he has huge splits. So I want to see what the lineup looks like for Bassett because I just, I mean, looking at who's potentially in this lineup doesn't necessarily scare me off of Bassett. Um, So, and I have, listen, I, everyone knows anyone that's listened to the podcast before knows that I stack against Bassett probably more than anybody. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he burned me last time against the Giants. Giolito, other side of this game, shifting gears. Dude's been pitching really good. Um, tough matchups too. Like he hasn't, like he hasn't been doing it against like these bad teams. You know, last time out against the Angels, he pitched great. He struck out ten against the Red Sox. Um, big game against the Yankees a few weeks ago. He's kind of putting it together. I mean, Lucas Giolito was at one time a top ten prospect in baseball, 2018, 2017, whenever. He was there, but his stuff's been great this year. Are we looking at Giolito against a tough Toronto team, but also a very right-handed heavy Toronto team? Personally, I'm I'm not. Like that's why I'm, I have interest in Musgrove. Like even if I'm not going all the way down to the 6K range, I still prefer Musgrove. And and you can save 1,200 by going from Giolito to Musgrove. I just think Musgrove has a, a little bit better matchup. <laughs> He's kind of in the same conversation with Bieber. Like, it's just, I respect him as a pitcher. I think he's figured some things out. I think he's he's better than what his results show this season. I just, I'm not sure that I can pay 9,200 for him in this matchup against Toronto, especially as a, a reverse. Like, he struggles with right-handed power, and Toronto has a, a ton of right-handed power. Do they? <laughs> On paper, they, you, you think historically, they do. <laughs> historically, they have had a ton. But gosh, man, this team's been one of the most frustrating teams in baseball this year. I hear you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Toronto is a phenomenal offense. Um, you know, they're one of the top teams in baseball against right-handed pitching. But yeah, the power, the power numbers have been way down. I mean, compared to expected power numbers, they've been, they're still like 13th in ISO against right-handed pitching. But um, you would expect this team to be a top five ISO team looking at Bichette, Vlad, Springer, Chapman. Um, Yeah, you just look at it. But I think, okay, so like, I think if you're looking to be different playing Otani or pivot off of Otani, you end up in the Giolito-Bassett range. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I hate the matchup, but I love the what he's been doing lately against some good teams too. So we'll see how it plays out. I, I have a question for you. Out of ownership is where I'm, I'm going with this. You're because you're completely right. Like Otani's not going to be 100 percent owned. He might be 60 percent owned, but he's not going to be 100 percent owned. 
So I think one of these guys between Bieber, Giolito, Bassett is picking up, and maybe it's Musgrove too. I'll throw him in this conversation. One of those guys is going to pick up a significant amount of ownership because not everybody's going to go Otani and then down to the 6K range. Um, I think I think that's going to make a, help guide my decisions. Like, yep. if Musgrove is significantly owned, maybe I maybe I make the pivot up to Bassett. As we as we're talking about this the night before, Musgrove is my favorite of the pitchers below in the range below Otani. Uh, but if he's going to be the most popular, I can totally get on board with a pivot to somebody like Bassett. Yeah, I mean, you could play the ownership game. the The talent of these guys is all pretty similar. Um, I mean, Giolito might have the most talent out of everybody outside of outside of Otani. I mean, Giolito, like I said, at one time was a top ten prospect. This guy. When he's on, he's really good. Um, yep. We've been blessed with some monster games from Giolito over the years. So uh, when he's off, he'll walk three or four, five, six, seven guys, and it will be a terrible start. So uh, Toronto Bats, I mean, I think that it's a stack or fade spot for me. I'm not going to try to one-off power. I'm probably taking two or three of Bichette, Vlad, Springer, Chapman, and then you know looking for some cheap bats to pair with them, Varsho. 3,300. He's cheap. Um, whoever catches is cheap. Both of them are very cheap. So two or three of the big guys and a couple cheap bats and just hoping that Giolito has an off game. I think you can, you can hunt some right, right-handed power in the spot too. Um, and I like that, that you mentioned the catchers. There are two guys that I'm looking at. I know like they've had a down years compared to what they did last year. I still believe Austin Kirk and, and Danny Jansen are, are solid hitters, above average hitters as far as the catcher position goes, and they're both cheap. So I, that's the one of them would definitely be in my lineup. I think Chapman has a very fair price at 4,600. He's had a nice season. Um, and then, I, I mean, you fit in one of, of Vlad or Bichette or Springer, like a little three-man. I, I think I can get behind that. I, I don't know if I need to full stack it because I do think there's some home run upside here potentially. Um, the Sox Park actually plays as one of the better um, home run parks in all of baseball as well. So depending on what the weather looks like tomorrow in Chicago, if it's warm and the wind's blowing out a little bit, then I could get even more behind this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we'll have to see how it kind of plays out. Um, White Sox bats against Bassett. I mean, I love stacking against this guy. It's a five-game slate. As much as I made an argument for taking some shots on Bassett, like, Maybe this is a stack spot you look at. Um, whether it be Sheets or Colas, I think either one of these guys cracked the lineup. It might be a might be a good like spot for them to give Jimenez a day off, and we get both of these lefties in there. Maybe that's how they get four or five lefties in this lineup is give a couple days off. But the other definitely... thing they could do is put Sheets at first and sit Vaughn. I don't think they'll do that, but that that is an option. I think she's just played a little bit of first base. Yeah, a little day off, man. You know, it's yeah. the summer. You got to give these guys days off, especially, you know, especially like, I don't know, especially this time of the year. All-star breaks right around the corner. 
Any final thoughts on the White Sox bets? Yeah, cheap three men's ideally lefties. Like I don't Benintendi has shown no power this season, but Bassett splits against lefties are just they're some of the widest in all of baseball. So I, I think you're definitely targeting lefties here. Um Benintendi's cheap. Maybe not the most upside, but I, I think you can certainly use him. And then Colas and Sheets are are very interesting along with, with Grandal. Um not gonna be a full stack for me, I don't think, but I, I do like these lefties for sure. Oh, Snell got out of it. Man, um, ooh, bases loaded one out with Renfro up. <laughs> ooh, that was uh, a little sweat right there. You know, he's had 100 <laughs> pitches. He's done. So <laughs> yank him. Get him out of the game. <laughs> All right, we finish it out. Pittsburgh, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. No total in this game. It sounds like Luis Ortiz is going to pitch for the Pirates in this one. Um, and then Shaheen, Emmett Shaheen pitching for the Dodgers. We'll go Ortiz first. I am not playing Ortiz today. Talent-wise, he's probably the worst pitcher on the slate. Um, no hate to him by any means, but 13.5% Ks, 366 Woba, 52.5% hard hits this year. Really, really tough matchup against the Dodgers. Um, Dodgers top stack on the slate for me, and Ortiz my least favorite pitcher. Yeah, completely agree. Dodgers are, are the best stack on the slate. They're going to be chalk. Ortiz is, is in a tough spot here today. Uh, other side of this one, Emmett Shaheen. Shaheen. Um, love it, dude. 6,400. I think he's the chalky SP2 that everybody goes to pair with Otani. Um, I, I mean, he's been, he has, it seems like the longest leash of the guys in this price range. He's a very talented young pitcher. Struggled a little bit t- last time out, but it was in course. Um, I mean, the Pirates lineup's nothing to be scared of. You know, obviously, they got a couple more lefties at the top of this lineup, but overall, the bottom half of this lineup is atrocious. So um, let's talk about Shaheen. Yeah, I mean, he's too cheap for this matchup. Um, he Like, he's not going super deep, but he's been 87 or above in all three of his starts, 88, 87, 89. So you know what you're getting. You're getting 85 to 90 pitches here. The strikeouts have not been like they haven't been bad by any means, but he he was an elite strikeout pitcher in Double A, and he's making a massive jump. He didn't start in Triple A at all, uh, but an extremely talented pitcher. Not scared of this Pirates offense at all. Fully stretched out for sixty four hundred. Like I I agree. I think he's going to be pretty popular in this spot. I'll be interested to see whether people go down to Bassett Musgrove or whether they drop down to Sheehan. And like that's going to be how I adjust my exposure as well. And, and I'll throw Shear, Sears in that conversation as well as a pitcher that I, I really like and would be willing to go way over the field on. Like whoever's lowest owned between those four guys, I think is where I'm going to make my stand on the, on this small slate. But I'm I'm perfectly fine playing any of those four guys. Um, Sheehan is probably my favorite point per dollar just on paper because of the matchup. Sixty four hundred, way too cheap. Love the talent of this guy. Um. Yeah, I'll just see where ownership lies, but love this spot for Sheehan. Ooh, see, sometimes I'm so smart. By the way, I I messaged Keith earlier today talking like, "Hey, we're gonna do the 11 game or 10, whatever the early slate was." And Fanduel just released like their early slates, and they have like three of them. Um, super spread out. The contest stink. So I'm so <laughs> smart sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh bats. I mean. I always like Swazinski. 
uh, against right-handed pitching. And I'm not going all in on any of these cheap guys today. So, like, I, I will probably have a little bit of exposure against all of them. Um, Reynolds, Swazinski, um, they just called somebody up that's been hitting leadoff. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Nick Gonzalez? No. He used to play with Ooh. the Blue Jays. Um, Policosis, I think. Uh, Palacios. Yep. Palacios. Um, so he offers a little bit of stolen base upside. And if he hits leadoff, he's 2,200. So it'd be really easy to fit like Otani with maybe even like one of those higher end pitchers if you're looking at a little mini stack for Pittsburgh. But I'm not full stacking this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I, I prefer the Sheehan side of this matchup a good amount. Um, Carlos Santana has been oddly pretty good this season. He's 3,100. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for a home run, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Love the Sawinski call. He's my favorite bat on this team by far because of his price and his power. Um, Reynolds is back now. I, I just, it's not a full stack. I, I think Sheehan is, is a really talented pitcher. I don't see him getting blown up in the spot. So fine with a little three mini three man just because it's a short slate, but I, I don't love the spot for the Pirates. You can have um, Nick Gonzalez. He just stole second base. Nice. Okay. You like that. You just got them talking about him. Carlos Santana is 37 years old, and he's <laughs> just so happy. The, the sun is, like, helping his his bones, and he's been hitting. Um, yeah. He's been hitting really good here recently. So, yeah. Not someone that I was playing for, like, home run power a month ago. Um, he's definitely got it turned up here lately. But uh, as far as the Dodgers go – Kind of already said it, man. They're they're by far my favorite stack today. Absolutely love this spot for them. Um, yeah, I mean Ortiz is not a strikeout guy. He's gonna he's gonna struggle massively in this spot. Gives up um, almost twelve percent barrels. You can't do that against the Dodgers, man. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna pound this guy today. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, be very careful about how you build lineups. It is not too hard to fit in. Otani, Sheehan, and Dodgers. And I think that's going to be super chalk today. Yep. Um, so I'm saying it makes a lot of sense to get off of Otani and the Dodgers. That's what the Braves are for. Yeah. Love, love that call. Um, the Dodgers are, are, are in the best spot of anybody. Um, they're, they're one of the best offenses in baseball. They're against Luis Ortiz, who has not struck anybody out and has a home run problem. So great spot for the Dodgers. Stack them up any way you want to, but make sure you find some differentiation because I'm pretty sure they're they're going to be mega chalk. Um, I don't really have much else to add outside the fact that I mean I love them all. You know, Altman's cheap, Peralta's cheap. Those would be the and Hayward, like two of those three guys, and then three of the big studs. I mean, that's how I'm looking at building Dodgers teams, but it's also the chalky way to build them. So I also like the idea of not playing Otani with Dodgers and maybe trying to get four of these big bats in a lineup um, and just going double cheap pitcher to make my Dodgers stacks different. Uh, it's not going to leave you a ton of money. Like if you go Muncie Smith Freeman bets and you go, let's just call Shaheen and Sears, you still get 3,600. Um, so, I mean, just trying to get different with how you're stacking Dodgers, I think. Um, Nick Gonzalez caught stealing, by the way. They overturned it. So, Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nick. Um, I, I jinxed you. Yeah. You should run faster next time. Um, <laughs> well, so 
Okay, he didn't come off the bag or something. He was actually they just tagged him. Oh, I don't and, know. I'm looking at um, um, I'm looking at at bat. I was, I was honestly I was checking um just how some of the guys were doing that I I played tonight. Um, I'm very happy that they took Snell out. Uh, he he was struggling a little bit there. So I've got a ton of Brian Wu, and he I also bet he his strike up rep. He is yeah, he he's. Just... No, I'm What's sorry. That? I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I, like he's getting the strikeouts. Um, he was super cheap today, so he he's doing enough. He's he's got an inning at least left. Hopefully, he can rack up a couple more strikeouts here. Yeah, he was pitching really good. He got tagged yeah. a little bit there in the fourth. Um, Logan Webb, Logan Webb, man, yeah, he's, he's having a he's game. dealing. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Hope everyone has a fun and safe Fourth of July. Under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? We have options. Yeah, there, there's a, on a short slate, there's a surprising amount of options under 8K, and they're all in the 6K range or even below. The guy I'm going with is actually 5,600, J.P. Sears. I like him to get back on track here in this matchup against Detroit. Yeah, that's who I was going to take too. Um, give me Shaheen. Shaheen. Yep. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Musgrove up. We'll, we'll include him because he's 8K exactly. Okay. Um. I will go with – I'm going Chris Bassett, man. I just – I don't believe what we saw out of him last time. <laughs> I, like, I just don't think that's real. I, like, the White Sox on, White aren't Sox. the best offense, but we'll see. Like, Come on, White Sox. Give me five <laughs> lefties in there. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Bieber against Atlanta. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Um, Let's see here. You're going to have to get – I had my this game all set up for the early slate. I'm scrambling here. Um, let's see here. Who do I like to hit home run? Um, give me, give me Matt Olson off of Shane Bieber. He he let me down on Monday night. Second in the league in home runs, like we talked about. I'm going right back to him. Like that. I'm gonna go free money, Freddie. Battle of the first basements. Um, Freddie Freeman today. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like to get a couple hits today? Um, Let's see. Guy played a ton early in the season. He's fallen off a little bit. Brett Brooker against Tariq Skubal making his first start of the season. Brooker's crushed lefties this year. I'm, I'm going back to him a little bit today. All right. I'm going to keep a common theme going here. Give me James Altman at 3,700. Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Um, let's see here. Dodgers are chalk. Let's leave them out of this. Um, give me I, Detroit's bullpen's been pretty good. I, I want to say Oakland. I'm going Oakland. I think Scooball struggles a little bit. His first first start of the year. I'm willing to roll the dice on Oakland a little bit. I know I'll be using them as cheap mini stacks, um, just so I can fit in Otani and in, in the big bats. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll go with Oakland here today. I'm going to go Braves against Bieber. I love them as a pivot off of the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers are going to be chalky. They should be. I mean, the Dodgers are by far in the best spot on this slate. I mean, yeah. you know, night before, we're not seeing a team. The The Tigers are a minus 175 favorite, but outside of that, everybody else is kind of a pick em. The Dodgers are going to come in at like minus 250 today. Um, they're yeah. going to be huge home favorites today. They're going to have the highest implied team total by a good margin today. 
definitely. Um, that's it, man. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Happy 4th of July. Everyone stay safe out there. Always a, a, a wonderful day of the year, um, but make sure you're staying safe and responsible. Um, should be a, a fantastic day of cookouts, baseball, cold beverages. Love it. Water, man. Got to drink that water. water Don't forget, absolutely. Yeah, don't forget to drink water. We're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic fourth. Be safe. Um, don't do what I did when I was a kid and try to put out fireworks with fireworks and light your um, porch on fire. Don't do that. I <laughs> um, hope everyone has a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then.